Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Finding Your Realm. I'm your host, Jamila Pipersberg, and I want to start off by saying Happy New Year. I know that we're all excited for a new year, a new change, a new time to reinvent and maybe uh, change our mind state about certain things. Today, we are so excited to have Jamila Phillip on. Yes, you're going to have two Jamilas, so get pumped right now. It's going to be a wild ride. But just to give you a little bit of an intro about Jamila, Jamila is the owner of the Business Gym. If you haven't heard of the Business Gym, you need to look her up and look to look up everything that she's offering. She started this online business in 2010, and she specializes in helping business owners and aspiring entrepreneurs turn their ideas into income. Jamila is also a psychotherapist by day, if I'm correct, right, Jamila? Yeah, correct. Psychotherapist by day and game changer business baller by night. So before I continue going, Jamila, please tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got started and, you know, what you're doing now. Well, first of all, that intro was amazing. Thank you. <laughs> um, but I am a business coach. I like to say that I'm kind of like the personal trainer for entrepreneurs, which is why I turned my business into the business gym. And I started by kind of just helping my family members and friends identify what skills they have and turn it into successful businesses. Now, I didn't start off as a business coach. I was actually selling cupcakes back in the day and then built that cupcake business into like a digital online academy and then started another business and figured, listen, I, ha I have it figured out. Digital products are my thing. And now I'm going to teach people how to turn their experience into income. So that's pretty much what I do. So uh, taking a few steps back, I know that at some point you were like, you, yes, you were selling uh, cupcakes, but you made it pretty big in the cupcake game, as some might say. So what was that experience like? I know that you did, I think, Food Network. You're well known for, uh, I think, Jam's Cakes. And now you're, you've completely pivoted to selling like, digital products and helping other people navigate digital products. Yes. So I started that off by kind of figuring out that Jam's Cakes was more labor intensive and so I was creating cakes for, let's say, like reality TV stars and a lot of people within my neighborhood. And at some point I figured I have to change this structure of my business because I just can't keep baking and decorating it on my feet five to 10 hours of the day. Like it was very labor intensive. And I hit this point of burnout where I just said, something's got to give. Like I have to switch this up and change it around. So I decided to turn all of my expertise on cake decorating into a digital class. And one digital class led to 20 plus digital classes. And, and now I actually continuously make money off of those classes online. Um, and then I took that knowledge and decided to turn it into another business and turn that business into the business gym. And so I think digital products are the best way for you to kind of get that passive income because you create a class once and then you don't have to do it ever again and you continuously make money off of it. And so it's a great way to kind of step out of that labor intensive field where you feel like you're burned out and you're really tired and you're just looking for an easier way to make your income. And I know that from, I guess, 2010 to now, you've helped over what, I think over a thousand people do this. Is that correct? Yeah. So for the business gym, it was over a thousand and I've had students where I've done one-on-one -on -one sessions. They've downloaded templates from me. I've done classes, everything to kind of get my student number up to a thousand, which I'm really proud of. And so I know this strategy works and it definitely helps to create new businesses that make an impact without people having to physically be there. 
Um, and for you, like when, when do you feel like the student has achieved like, uh, like the ultimate win? I know the first two steps I was looking through, of course, trying to get myself, um, uh, situated and educated on your products, but the first two steps are to build a foundation and create your own personal brand. And then the next three steps, I think is where it gets really complex, right? Um, the planning and execution, which in theory, in my mind, I always think follow through. Then you have launch market and monetization, which a lot of people don't like talking about money. So that becomes a whole other, you know, repositioning. And last but not least, how to automate and scale. So mm -hmm. in that five steps, where do you think a lot of people get, I think, stressed out, burnt out um, and overwhelmed? I think they get burnt out somewhere in the middle. So from my experience, people are really excited to build their business and they start off on this high and then they get to the point where you actually have to put in work and be consistent. And there's like, wait a minute, I did not expect it to be this difficult. And that's where a lot of entrepreneurs kind of fall off. Right. And those who don't fall off, they kind of hit this state of burnout where it's just like, I don't want to do this anymore, but I'll see, I still keep pushing through. And so I think it's important to kind of identify where you are now. That way you can figure out what's the next path to move on to afterwards. So with that said, we want to really focus this episode on dealing with burnout, acknowledging burnout, and maybe overcoming burnout. Mm -hmm. And um, I know it's the first of the year when we're launching this episode. Some of you might be listening the first couple of weeks of the year. Maybe it's later on in 2023. But we're hoping that with Jamila's expertise and my ability to pry through questions, we can offer you something um, that is unique and maybe give you some tools to help you get to the, the, the next phase and stage of your life. So Jamila, if you, if you can, can you give us like a more um, uh, tangible or digestible like a, a description of what burnout means and where, or what it is? So burnout is pretty much when you feel like you are mentally or physically exhausted. And you're unable to kind of take that next step forward to where you want to go, whether it's in life, in your business, et cetera. Now, I can't label burnout as this one specific thing because it definitely varies, right? It depends on the person. For me personally, my burnout can be three different things. One, if I feel like I'm always exhausted and I'm just like, I can't get anything done, that's when I know, okay, I'm burnt out. It's time for me to book a day where I can just do nothing and rest. When I have low productivity, if I am working on a project and I feel like, oh, I don't feel like doing this anymore. And every time you schedule yourself to do that one particular project, it's like you, you just lose that steam. Then that's how you can identify at least two ways of burnout. Or when you just don't feel like yourself, if you have an emotional kind of switch and all of a sudden someone's telling you like, what's going on with you? Like, you don't seem like yourself. Know that that's an identification of at least one type of burnout. So with that said, I know, especially in, in 2022, you know, there's the whole adage on social media, like, when is this over? There's like, I can't wait for, you know, the stars to align and like blast me into the next year. Um, you know, all the, the funny ways that, that people are saying it, but what happens when, you know, 2023 rolls around and you haven't addressed those feelings and maybe the physicality of burnout? Well, with the physicality of burnout, your body shuts down. At some point in time, if your body is giving you a signal that something is off, something is wrong, something is different, listen to your body. And I, I saw somewhere, I don't know if it was like a meme that said, 
if you don't identify burnout, your body will identify it for you. And mm-hmm. I experienced that a couple of times, especially last year, where I was just going, going, going constantly. And at some point I would get hit with like a dizzy spell and I have to like lay down. And But that was me identifying, all right, Jamila, you're doing the most. It's time to sit down and, and chill. And so it's always good for you to, to schedule those breaks, whether it's like during the day, at night, wherever you feel like you have at least a small chunk of time. And do something that makes you feel good. Do something that makes you feel relaxed. Just make sure to identify that you are burned out instead of skipping past it and you keep going because then you're going to feel the physical effects of it later. And with to your point, how long should someone's like, um, I heard someone call it, oh, I'm on a burnout break. You know, like I'm burnt out. So I'm going on a vacation, a holiday. I'm going to spend the weekend in X place. Like how long do you think someone should factor in that like burnout break? Is it a few minutes? Could it be longer than that? Months, weeks? I would say up until the point where you feel like you can go again. Right. And for me, I can only talk about for me, I can't say like, it will take exactly one week because that's not realistic, right? If you feel like you've taken a nap and you're good to go when you get up, sure. Some people it takes hours, days, or even weeks to kind of jump back to where they were. So it all depends on what you're doing to prevent that burnout, what you're doing to kind of de-stress, and then just make sure you're staying on top of it. That's all. And so now, so just talking about being on top of it, would you recommend that someone like keep an active track of the little things they do for themselves? I know some people like talking about having like a self-care journal the same way that I think any any entrepreneur has to have some form of, you know, business planning tool, notebook, app, whatever it might be. Do you think that more people should consider just opening up to the idea of like a check-in or a gratitude notebook or a self-care journal? Of course. I think it it depends on if you like paper or electronic. So for all my paper people, we have these journals that you can kind of buy online and actually schedule that time in. So I'm more of a like a digital and kind of a hard copy journal person. So I would always schedule at least one day out of the week. And I call that my self-care day. That's my day to reset. And for those who are more electronic people and they like the digital apps, there's apps like Calm that you can download and just take a couple minutes a day to do a breather, to, to have some sort of mindful session that can help bounce you back. I I wanted to shift topics just a little bit from the person who um, might be listening and they might not be entrepreneurial, might be doing some sort of entrepreneurial work to now like our entrepreneur, entrepreneurial community that tunes in. Um, I think the hardest part for an entrepreneur to do is to take a break. And <laughs> Um, it's not easy, one, to admit that you're burnt out or admit that today you don't want to talk about your business. You know, <laughs> you don't want to look at reporting. You don't want to do outreach or calling. So um, are there any tips or tools you can offer the, um, that person who's saying, yeah, but I have a business, so I can't stop? I think it's easy to say, yeah, I have a business, but it's easier to say, but you also have a body, too. At some point, your body won't be able to carry you to help run that business if it's exhausted, if it's breaking down. And I think, in my opinion, the best days where I like push out the best content, whether it's for business, for work, et cetera, is when I've hit that reset button. It's when I've had that time with family. It's when I'm able to kind of 
push past that burnout after I've taken my break, that's when I'm most productive. That's where I come out with the best programs and the best classes. So it's easy to say, well, I'm busy, but just know that your business will do a whole lot better if you have the best mindset. And that means not being burned out. Um, thank you. That's beautifully put. I hope that someone out there hears that and, and definitely takes it to heart. It makes a difference when you are um, like well rested and you're present in your business versus when you are completely burnt out, irritable, and maybe even some of your really innovative and creative ideas are being muffled mm-hmm. by exhaustion. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of the times it's like a business owner, not you might feel the same way. It's like we all get really tired, and we tell ourselves, "Well, it's Monday, and Mondays we do you know stand up call with our team, or it's Tuesday, and if I don't check inventory, then um, no one else is going to do it." You know, you 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 psych yourself up. Yeah, I think with me, I work my hardest during my nine to five job on Mondays and Tuesdays, and those are the days where I actually don't do any business work because I'm just like, I can't do both, right? I'm not a squeeze everything in one day kind of person. I'll focus on one thing and have at least two hours towards the end of the day to de-stress. And I think it's important to factor that into your day instead of just going 24 seven, factor in an hour or two so that your body's not breaking down. At some point in time last year, I was going, going, going to the point where I like slipped a disc in my back and I was just like, okay, this is excessive. Now I need to calm down. And so it's important to kind of just remember that you're not, well, for me, I'm not like a spring chicken where I can just be up and around all the time. Sometimes you have to take a break because your body won't allow you to keep going. And, And I completely, completely agree. I would say, you know, even I think this week it's, technically Wednesday, we're recording on Wednesday, y'all. And um, I I have like a thyroid condition. I'd gone months, like everything was perfectly fine, but it's like the holiday season and I'm working a lot harder, trying to keep up with just, you know, certain things with business orders, whatever it might be. And I started having like, like, like heart palpitations, right? Mm. Like I'm sitting down and I feel like I'm running a race and I had to come to the conclusion, oh, you're exhausted. And I had to just say, okay, like at this point, sit down, mind your business. Like nothing, nothing's going yeah. to just break because you didn't, you know, check that email, answer that phone call, jump on everything. And it's, I know harder, it's easier said than done, but mm-hmm. um, I'd rather be here, you know, having this conversation with you or with any, everyone else that I have in my life than to say like, hey, Jamila's completely, you know, she's no longer here because she yeah. couldn't take Exactly. I mean, a lot of people don't know that a lot of your negative physical conditions comes from stress, right? If you're stressed out, it can lead to thyroid conditions. It can lead to heart conditions. It can lead to you gaining weight. So stress is a huge factor when it comes to a lot of the the negative physical attributes that we don't like, because I don't like gaining weight. (laughs) At the end of the day, when you get more sleep at night, it's actually better for you. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's, it's something as simple as like, it's better for you physically. It's better for you even uh, emotionally. You know, you show up as a better version mm-hmm. of yourself to your friends, family, loved ones, or even strangers when you are just well-rested. Yeah. And, you know, if if ever there was a time where I felt like I couldn't do everything on my own, it's important to remember that you don't have to do it all by yourself. 
right? So I learned how to delegate. I've learned how to hire people. And it's it's not like I'm paying a full salary for assistance. There's apps like um, Upwork, right? Upwork.com mm-hmm. where you can hire like a virtual assistant and they can actually take care of these like small tasks for you so that you can work on the bigger tasks. There's apps like Magic where you can hire uh, a more affordable virtual assistant and you can have them take on small things for whether if you're like a business owner, you can work on giving them content creation tasks. If you are a mom, you can give them tasks where it has to do with scheduling or answering emails. So small things like that, it's important to learn how to delegate and just say no. And to, to that, I want to tap on what you said, just say no. Um, mm-hmm. at, at what point in your entrepreneurial journey did you learn the power of saying no? Definitely when it came to taking on more one-on-one clients. I think at some point I was really excited about the business gym taking off and I was scheduling so many one-on-one clients to the point where I was spreading myself thin and I felt like I wasn't doing them a great service by spreading myself thin, right? At the end of the day, people are paying for a, a certain level of service to be provided and I was still providing it but I was beating myself down to the ground because I was so tired. I wasn't getting enough sleep. So at some point I said, okay, I have to say no to more one-on-one clients. And I turned that into kind of a digital class to show people how to do certain things on their own. And I only have just like a small window each month to work with one-on-one clients. So I was saying no. I knew that my body would thank me for it. I knew that my family would thank me for it because at the end of the day, I got more time to spend with my family and my friends. So I think one thing I've I've taken into account within the last year is to, if a friend or a family member calls and says, hey, like, do you want to do X, Y, Z today? And even though it's spontaneous and I know I have a list of things to do, I think about what's the result going to be if I do go out? I'm going to feel good. I'm going to have inspiration. I'm going to feel accomplished. And it always feels good to hang out with family and friends for me. So in those moments, I say yes. And then I prioritize everything that I have to do for another day. So sometimes it's good to say yes too. <laughs> that That is very true. It, it is important to say yes. And it is important to like refill your cup, right? I know, um, it might be for some people uh, self-care driven where it's like, I'm going to set out one day a month where I get a massage and that is my thing. And for other people, it's like, I know that it might be Wednesday, Thursday, but I have a block of time and my best friend wants to go, I don't know, to TJ Maxx for a little Maxinista trip, something, but like at least you're yeah. pouring into yourself. So when you go back to work, where you go back to your next deal, you're showing up just a little bit brighter um, and maybe uh, exactly. with with just another outlook. Exactly. So I, think I know when you. No, sorry. Go, oh, ahead. go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying it's good to factor in those small moments, as small as it may seem. It can make a huge impact on your mind and your body. So with the mind and body topic on the table, I know that we're coming up close to the time. And as you know, our podcast is really focused one on like what we discussed that first half business life, making sure that you hopefully are feeling like your best self, but we're also really centered on understanding self-care and sharing stories around self-care. So my question for you, Jamila Phillip, is what do you do to take care of yourself? How are you pouring into your self-care cup? 
my self-care cup has a lot of variety. <laughs> so once a month, I do massages. Once a month, I do facials for myself. Once a month, I do family dinners. Once a month, I do dinners with my husband. So it all depends on just like what's going on, like seasonal things. So in the summer, there's way more things to do in the winter. But I try to do things that are different, right? That'll provoke thought, whether it's like a new gallery, a new museum. I think it's always good to kind of step into the unknown and, and do something new every month. But that's pretty much what my self-care cup looks like. <laughs> I really like that. I really, really like that you factor in like that once a month, that continuous beyond, of course, uh, the massage, which everyone, I recommend a massage for everyone. Facials for yourself are game changers. Um, but I also like that you're fitting time in with your family and your husband. You're experiencing new things through art um, that are, of course, thought provoking and just like mind opening mm -hmm. um, just to have those new experiences. Yeah. I yeah. really love that. What do you normally do? What does your self-care cup look like? Oh, so my self-care cup, it kind of consists of several things. I used to do like once a month, I'd go to a spa, but I've slowed some of that down, you know, with COVID and then other months I just got so busy that it just didn't happen. But I used to like once a month, I'd go to a spa, just treat myself a few hours where it's just maybe me and a friend or a couple of friends hanging out. Um, I do facials like once a week at home. Um, I steam my face. I enjoy that entire couple of minutes of just like me time. Yeah. Um, I try to spend time with my boyfriend and my family. Um, I try to take my dog to the park as often as we can. It's really cold now, but still he looks so happy. So it kind of makes me feel good that I'm doing the right thing as a puppy mom. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, I try to sometimes give back to my community where I can, you know, if I could find some time to go volunteer or help another person, I think I would have had a really solid month. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I love your self-care cup. You have a lot of variety too. That's cool. Yeah, I like it. You know, you got to try new things, incorporate other things. It can't just be all about you and the self-care cup, but mm -hmm. it fulfills you in other ways. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. For sure. So I know we have a few more minutes with you. Jamila, if you can just tell us... Um, where to reach you if people want to follow up. Of course, I'll drop everything in the notes, but um, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much. You are so incredible, so inspiring, and you have a calm about you that is really, really pleasant to just be around. So if you can, oh, no problem. Tell everyone where we can reach you um, and we'll include everything in the notes. Of course. So on Instagram, I am at thebusinessgym.co or you can visit my website at www.thebusinessgym.com. Wonderful. Jamila Phillips, thank you so much, everyone. Happy New Year. Hope you're having a really great start to 2023. Awesome. Thank you.